The Truth Commentary with Rob Pugh, publisher of the Wisconsin Christian News, a ministry dedicated to the truth revealed through Jesus Christ, encouraging listeners to stand boldly as the King's return is at hand. On June 17th, Capitol Square in Madison, Wisconsin was packed with people. It was the usual crowd shopping at the farmer's market, but those shoppers were overwhelmed by the sheer numbers of people who came to watch or participate in the annual Naked Bike Ride. Yeah, you heard me right, and this was the 13th annual Naked Bike Ride around the Capitol Square. Most of the bike riders were completely nude, though many were decorated with body paint, and of course the rainbow flag was prominent as well. I've always just shaken my head at this annual event, assuming it was just another perversion that could only happen in the reprobate city of Madison, home of the Freedom From Religion Foundation. But this year, I learned that this event is worldwide and has been going on since 2001, only came to Wisconsin 13 years ago. The first naked bike ride took place in Spain in 2001, and by 2004, there were naked bike rides in 28 cities in 10 countries. Just six years later, the event boasted 74 cities in 17 countries. Today, there are naked bike rides in every U.S. state. It turns out that Madison, Wisconsin is small potatoes compared to some of the others. Madison only had 150 or so riding their bikes naked around the state capitol building. But in Portland, there were more than 10,000. Their stated purpose for these rides is to support a positive body image, in other words, pride, as well as to lessen our dependence on fossil fuels. Give me a break. How can this be allowed? What about laws against indecent exposure, public nudity, or lewd and lascivious behavior? Every state has different laws regarding these things. In California, for instance, public nudity hasn't been considered a crime since 2000. But even where indecent exposure laws are on the books, enforcement of those laws is very lax. I remember back in the 70s when streaking was popular in some places, people laughed it off. Ray Stevens even did a comedic song about it in 1974. But what may have started as a joke is no laughing matter anymore. Today, those that take part in these very public events have an agenda, and it has little to do with supporting a positive body image, and only the most ignorant, woke, college-educated PhDs or public school teachers believe it has anything at all to do with climate change due to fossil fuels. Now, I would imagine if I were to go to my local county courthouse, remove all my clothes, and ride around the building on my bike, I'd likely be stopped by law enforcement and very likely taken to a mental health facility for observation and evaluation, which is what should happen. I may even be given a citation for indecent exposure. But if I were to do so carrying a rainbow flag, none of that would happen. You see, the rainbow flag is magical. It automatically erases all laws on the books. Likewise, if any normal person were to expose themselves during a 4th of July parade or festival, there'd be some sort of negative consequences, unless they were holding that magical rainbow flag. Then it's all okay. And if a man were to dress up like a woman and go to a city park and begin dancing nearly naked in front of little children, not so long ago that man would have been charged with serious crimes and likely earned the lifelong status as a sex offender but not if he's got the flag. What a magical thing that rainbow flag has become. It even allows pornography to be handed out in schools and public libraries to little kids. It even allows young children to be mentally abused and physically mutilated legally by so-called doctors for profit. 
It even forces those who are unwilling to participate in the sodomite agenda or activities to do so, or face millions in legal fees and years in prison in order to continue doing business as a baker, photographer, graphic designer, website builder, or wedding venue host. What an amazing tool this rainbow flag has become. It nullifies all laws on the books. It suspends all constitutional rights of those who oppose it. And it gives a free pass for perverted men and women to do as they please. Not only indulging their own personal perversions in public, but also forcing the rest of society to celebrate these abominations as well. But in most places in America, you still really can't get away with any of these things without that rainbow flag. Imagine a police officer encountering a pedophile who's actively seducing and twisting the minds of young children in a public place. Regardless of whether or not the child's parents were present, if this were going on, the pedophile would be on his way to jail. But not if he's got a rainbow flag. That magical thing stops law enforcement dead in their tracks. Recently, we've heard a great deal about child sex trafficking and record numbers of people being prosecuted for having child porn on their computers and phones. And they should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. In my opinion, if you harm a child, there's no penalty sufficient enough for you, with the exception of the millstone you've earned for yourself. Jesus made it quite clear when he said, It would be better for that person to have a millstone tied around his neck and he be cast into the depths of the sea. Such intolerance and bigotry from our Savior, some will say. Well, Jesus took this much more seriously than we do. Deep sea divers will tell you what happens to the human body when you go too deep too quickly. Your eyes, lungs, and internal organs implode because of the pressure. So when Jesus spoke of the millstone and being cast into the depths of the sea, he didn't simply mean the person would drown, and his listeners knew exactly what that meant too. Harming a child deserves the harshest of penalties. But the LGBTQP plus movement has become so strong, so powerful, and so all-encompassing that it's now preying openly on young children. Last year, even Taco Bell held a series of drag queen dance party brunches at some of their restaurants around the country. This evil, twisted sickness has gone mainstream. Pride parades and festivals have grown in popularity nationwide very quickly over the past few years. From coast to coast, in big cities, and now especially in small towns, the sin of Sodom is presented as family and child-friendly. Never mind the fact that sodomite sex is simulated by nearly naked or completely naked men on the streets and on parade floats in full view of children from babies through college-age kids. That rainbow flag is there, so it's all okay. They're no longer even trying to hide the fact that they're coming for our children. Two years ago, the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus released a video, which is still on YouTube, called, We'll Convert Your Children. At the New York City Pride Parade this past June, the mob in the parade chanted, We're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. And of course, the good old Target stores are also increasingly targeting children in their marketing and sale of homosexual and transgender clothing and accessories designed exclusively for young kids. While it sickens me to do this, I'm going to quote for you now excerpts from the Homosexual Manifesto written by Michael Swift and entered into the Congressional Record in 1987. It reads, We shall sodomize your sons, emblems of your feeble masculinity, of your shallow dreams and vulgar lies. 
We shall seduce them in your schools, in your dormitories, in your gymnasiums, in your locker rooms, in your sports arenas, in your seminaries, in your youth groups, in your movie theater bathrooms, in your army bunkhouses, in your truck stops, in all your male clubs, in your houses of Congress, wherever men are with men together. Your sons shall become our minions and do our bidding. They will be recast in our image. They will come to crave and adore us. It goes on. Women, you cry for freedom. You say you're no longer satisfied with men. They make you unhappy. We, connoisseurs of the masculine face, the masculine physique, shall take your men from you then. We will amuse them. We will instruct them. We will embrace them when they weep. Women, you say you wish to live with each other instead of with men? Then go ahead and be with each other. All laws banning homosexual activity will be revoked. Instead, legislation shall be passed which engenders love between men. All homosexuals must stand together as brothers. We must be united artistically, philosophically, socially, politically, and financially. We will stab you in your cowardly hearts and defile your dead puny bodies. We will unmask the powerful homosexuals who masquerade as heterosexuals. You'll be shocked and frightened when you find that your presidents and their sons, your industrialists, your senators, your mayors, your generals, your athletes, your film stars, your television personalities, your civic leaders, your priests, are not the safe, familiar, bourgeois, heterosexual figures you assume them to be. We are everywhere. We have infiltrated your ranks. Those who oppose us will be exiled. We shall raise vast private armies to defeat you. The family unit will be abolished. All churches who condemn us will be closed. For us, too much is not enough. Now, these are just excerpts from this manifesto, but you can find the entire thing online if you choose. Suffice to say, the vulgar demon of Sodom has risen once again, and it's stronger than ever, supported by every major corporation in the world with trillions of dollars. The rainbow flag is one of conquest, and when state houses and the U.S. Capitol building fly it, it symbolizes the LGBTQ plus mob's complete domination and conquering of our nation. It renders all laws null and void. All must submit. If you dare defy the almighty demon of sodomy and perversion, you will be persecuted and assaulted. True Christ followers are, however, pushing back. Like Gideon's army, the faithful remnant is few in numbers, but there are always at least a few real Christians speaking out against this abomination. Recently, a young man in Watertown, Wisconsin, was arrested at the Pride Fest there. His crime? Standing across the street and praying. Police officers converged on him as if he were the Unabomber. This happens to Christians whenever they attempt to push back against the sodomite demon, because the sodomites are now the protected class, the ruling class, and the rest of us have become their slaves. And as I said, the faithful remnant of true Christ followers is few in number. Most so-called Christian churches are now embracing this death style too. Entire denominations are now preaching the demonic lies of their LGBTQP plus masters. But these are not churches, they're synagogues of Satan. Some of these include the United Church of Christ, the Episcopal Church, the Alliance of Baptists, the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship, the American National Catholic Church, the Ecumenical Catholic Church, the Old Catholic Church, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, 
the United Methodist Church, the Presbyterian Church USA, the Reformed Church in America, the Friends General Conference, which is Quakers, and even some in the Mennonite Church USA. Those who dare speak against this are often accused of trying to legislate morality. The truth is they've learned how to legislate and strictly enforce immorality. Christians are often accused by sodomites of trying to shove our religion down their throats. But look where we are today. Just who is trying to shove what down whose throats? The sodomite demon has conquered America, and the dumb, sleeping churches, led by hireling, cowardly pastors, have let it happen for the love of popularity and money, the root of all evil. The rainbow flag is a symbol of conquest, and it's everywhere you look now, especially wherever children may be found. But God's remnant remains, and the gates of hell will not prevail against his anointed. So stand firm. Audio versions and transcripts of this message are available when you call me at Wisconsin Christian News, 715-486-8066, or email Rob, R-O-B, at wisconsinchristiannews.com and ask for message number 402. This has been the Truth Commentary with Rob Pugh, publisher of the Wisconsin Christian News. Find us on the internet at wisconsinchristiannews.com. Questions and comments? Email Rob, R-O-B, at wisconsinchristiannews.com. The views expressed are those of the speaker.